hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Morena, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for having me back. I don't know whose idea was that, but give them a pay rise. I'm pretty sure it was Megan. Um, I am part of the team here at Ashburton New Life. I look after our beautiful intermediate age youthies on a Tuesday night. We've got a picture of them. We've got some information there as well. This has been my passion and my mission for almost a year. I love these kids so much and I'm really grateful to have space to impart and serve them. We've got a really great mixture of church kids and community kids that come. So we've got some details here. You can come and see me or you can come and see Ruby. Um, It's going to be so awesome. We've got a really great term planned. But today... We have a brand new sermon series starting called Anxious for Nothing. So what does this mean to be anxious for nothing? Anxiety really paralyzes us. It's a cycle of thoughts that tell you that something's going to happen and it's not going to be good. We used to live on a macadamia nut farm in Australia um, growing up. It was an hour from the nearest town and at night time it was darker than dark. Like it was freaking dark. Um, And it was my job to take the bins out every Tuesday night. And I would be so filled with fear of what was going to get me. Because the moment you step out of the door, anything could get you. We had spiders the size of plates. We had two meter long snakes living in our roof that we kind of just made friends with. And we're like, oh, stay away. But everything that creeped and crawled in Australia comes straight from the pit of hell. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But to top it off, every single week my dad would say to me after I'd hype myself up, I'd be on my way out the door, he'd say, hey George, look out for Russell. (gasps) Who's Russell? Is there a man named Russell out there? Every single week, look out for Russell, he's out there. And I was only young, and I think back now, I'm like, that is so cruel. I would never do that to Mercy. And obviously if you didn't pick it up, My dad was talking about the weird, creepy things that rustle in the bushes. It's a lame dad joke, but that's what he meant. And that's what anxiety is. Thoughts that run away from you, they even morph and they form. What if Russell has a knife? (laughs) What if he captures me and my family finds me one day as some kind of crazed bush girl? I needed to capture my thoughts. Yeah, I needed to capture my thoughts. They were running wild. I thought I was going to die. So being anxious for nothing means the complete opposite of that, having the ability to capture our thoughts. Philippians 4, 4 4-8, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
I really love this scripture that tells us that if you think about these things at the bottom, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent, think about those things. Um, where am I? My husband is um, my our family's timekeeper, and um, <laughs> he makes sure that we're ready to go anywhere. So we arrive early, and we've got time to spare if anything goes wrong. I know he is totally the captain of our ship, and as much as I love and appreciate that, I'm more of a free spirit, <laughs> and I believe in the value of being under pressure. <laughs> So as you can imagine, getting ready and out the door, I know some people here are like, pressure. As you can imagine, getting ready out the door to church is really stressful with our two little kids. Corbin's an early riser. He's like an electric jug. You flick the switch and he's ready to go. I am more of a slow boiler. I love coffee in bed and I love pondering. And this is just not the opposite of what you do on a Sunday morning. But every single week I will try. Sometimes this causes my amazing, punctual husband to drive like a maniac on the way to church. (laughs) And because I'm really annoying, I pray really loudly, Lord, you send us the slowest, oldest old lady in Ashburton to drive in front of us. And And because my kids are really annoying too, we all say together, Amen. Corbin's eyes are like twitching while he's driving. And you know what? Every single time, the oldest lady of Ashburton does come. And you can see her smile from like the windshield behind. And you can see her head doing this as she's driving because she's happy as. And she's not driving 40 or 30. She's driving 20. (laughs) I look at Corbin. He looks at me. And we just crack up. We shift it to being positive. He's worried about getting to church on time, and I'm sure Jesus cares about that too. But it's the shifting of our thoughts which is more important. Taking your thoughts captives, captives, captive is one of the hardest skills that require the most discipline as a Christian. And it's even harder to take them captive and work in the opposite spirit. Having anxious thoughts, worried about your future, to thinking about anything that is excellent or praiseworthy. So I'm sorry, honey. Depression is focusing on the past and anxiety is being fearful or worried about the future. The Bible says there's a very narrow path that leads to life and that's talking about our eternal life in heaven. But we can relate that to our lives down here as well. Very few people in this world possess discipline and hope. It's not impossible to have, but one of the most powerful tools that we can have. But to look forward to our future, we need to have passion for something, something to to set our eyes on. A bit of adrenaline is good for a push, but how can we be excited for our future if we're scared or anxious? I truly believe that anxiety comes from not having clear vision. If you're nervous for life, you aren't marching on a mission for something. Your family background or your own mistakes aren't enough to stop us from unleashing in faith what God has put in us. The vision God puts in us in faith, we need faith to unlock it. Faith and anxiety cannot go hand in hand. 
So I want you to be in your workplaces, your schools, hanging out with your friends, and especially at church with that feeling in your gut, that stirring feeling like you've had 10 million coffees. I want you to have a mission inside of you that says, let me out. Having vision relies on you having faith. Somebody's greatest offering to see what God has for them is not treasure, it's not time, it's to try. Anxious and worried people don't try. We've been afraid to try. New Zealand is notorious for its tall poppy syndrome. When someone seems like they're rising, they're chasing a vision and we chop them down. There was an experiment with crabs in a bucket um, where one crab will try to escape and all of the other crabs will pull it down to be with the rest of them. They will even tear off limbs to stop them from trying. If you won't try, the supernatural power of God cannot come in and expand what he's given you to do. Faith without trying is dead. You're so afraid of looking stupid for your friends and your friends already think you look stupid. Vision challenges expectations. Vision takes a man to the moon. It makes you put a baby in a basket when they're coming to kill all the boys and you still get to raise him. It makes you build an ark where there is no rain. Vision makes you leave your thriving business to follow Jesus. Look at the disciples. Vision will make you buy this building and believe for God to fill it with people that need love and acceptance and everything that happens here will glorify him. Vision will make you go to the cross and make you die for people who may not accept you. Vision is valuable. Vision is valuable, but has it become a value? Valuable talks about the price of something, but value talks about the priority of something. Where does vision fit into your priorities? Everybody knows that health is valuable, but it's not everybody's value. We all know that we should be running, we should be drinking water, we should be getting sleep, but health is not everybody's value. It's proven by what we eat and what we drink and how we move our body. And I know some of you guys are like, wow, we came to church to feel good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Having money is valuable, but has financial stewardship become a value? If you've got a brand new truck, but your power is four weeks behind, is it a value? People know that marriage is valuable, but don't value honoring their spouse. God doesn't just want it to be valuable, he wants it to be your value. So everybody tell your neighbor, vision is my top value. <laughs> Some of us may have needed to say this by faith, but if you could get a vision for your prayer life, for your family, for your home, your health, for having healthy relationships, which can be really, really hard to imagine, but you need to see it before you see it. See yourself giving without expecting something back. Could you see yourself being the one to say you're sorry first? When you get a vision of how God created things to be and who he created you to be, everything changes. Vision must be a value. The Tesla is normal now, but a car with no motor was not a thing. That was somebody's vision that came to life. Yeah. When my husband, Corbin, first saw me at church, he came with another lady named Cheryl that was like a mum to him. He saw me on stage, and I was singing like Mariah Carey, and I was looking like an angel. And he leaned over to her, and he was like, I'm going to marry you. He saw it before he saw it. 
What has God hidden in you that is meant to be on earth but cannot be released until you say yes? Why is this so important? Because you don't have any more time to waste. There are no more moments to play with why God has put you on this earth and being scared isn't enough anymore. Vision is the ability to see the invisible in order to make it possible. Vision is the one thing that God allows to come to life so that you can break barriers for others. It's hidden within you. The reason I'm standing here preaching is because there's some other little caramel girl that will be doing this in a couple years. She needs to see that people like her can be brave, get up and speak. I need to be my authentic self because there are people watching. There were so many random people that watched my testimony last year and they messaged me and I hadn't talked to them in a really long time. They stumbled across our church's Facebook Live. There's a vision that needs to come to life and we need to break barriers. Vision is not out there, it's in here. It's hidden within you. And this is the place where the enemy wants to, you to shut your ears off. God put it in you when you were in your mother's womb so you wouldn't lose it. You need to discover it. You need to uncover it. There's a reason why things bother you and that is your vision talking. There's a reason why you notice things that other people don't. That's God nudging you. Something is growing and it's trying to get a pulse. You're going to have to put aside what people have said to you, things that your family says that your family doesn't do, and you need to watch for the crab claws. In Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. It's at work within you before you even know that it exists. God doesn't use ingredients that aren't already inside of you. You're not a box cake. You're Granny Trisha's pantry. It's all inclusive. You've got it all. Who here has woken up on Christmas morning and your kids open a present and the batteries aren't included? I know. You paid $150 for a talking animal. They don't have a pack of double A's with it. Your kids are like, worst mom ever. God will never give you a picture without everything included. If you're supposed to have a platform, everything's included. If you're supposed to own a business, to go and study. If you're supposed to start a ministry, everything's included. If you would stop thinking that you're disqualified, you would be begin to discover what's on the inside of you. So stop saying what you don't do because you don't know. Fresh out of high school, I would tell you that I don't do public speaking, and God was there like, that's exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> vision is hidden within you. Give me a vision that prepares me and propels me. There's nothing on this earth that God does without us. And if it were up to me, I would have skipped all of you fellas. If I was God, you would be born with a vision and knowing what it is and passion for it. But God desires for other men who don't believe to see his glory through you. So he says, I'm not going to give the vision that I have and I can provide for unless I have a vehicle. Vision in Greek is optica, which means to come into view. What's coming into view for you this year? No one in either Corbin or my family have ever owned their own homes, but we had the vision. We had two little kids. We were living off one wage. We didn't even have any savings. I honestly don't even know why we tried. <laughs> we, 
We weren't meant to buy our house, but God made a way. He not only fulfilled the vision, but he opened my family's eyes that it's not impossible. And it's now something our families, it's now not something our families don't do. See what is not yet reality. See it before you see it. See yourself free from that addiction. See yourself having deep and meaningful friendships. See yourself having relationships mended within your families. See your body responding in health. See yourself falling in love with God. See yourself aiding people around you and not holding them back. Vision should be out of reach but not out of sight. If the vision is not bigger than you, it's not a vision. It's something that you need to plan for. Some people don't need a vision to get out of debt. You just need to budget. But to be able to invest in other people's visions, that's when you need God's help. It should be out of reach but not out of sight. Vision should be difficult to pursue and demand the assistance of God. Just getting the house isn't enough, but turning it into a place where our family gathers is the vision. I used to be in a place where I was scared to put my vision out there and I knew that God wanted me to speak. I would think about it, I'd dream about it, I'd think about what I'm going to wear. But any time that I would try, I would mess up my words and I'd feel anxiety creep in, my throat would close and I'd be thinking about people from my old life seeing me. God tells us never ever take a step back and I needed people to confirm it. Lord, tell someone else so it doesn't feel like I'm such an imposter. We'd have guest speakers come to church and I'd be getting prayer every single time. I wanted them to impart what God has given them to me. And they would prophesy, Georgia, you're a lioness, you are brave, you're a leader and exactly where God wants you to be. Whenever they mentioned lioness, that's how I knew it was God. And Kerry got me a really beautiful stuffed lion and I had it in my room as a reminder that God doesn't make mistakes. I heard him. Don't be scared to declare your vision. God says, don't ever devalue the vision I give you. I need you to believe it, proclaim it, and be sure of it. Vision is given to a person, but always fulfilled by a people. The vision of a couple from this church many, many years ago started this as a small group of people. They had a vision for a church, but did they see this? Nathan and Kerry, with their walking their, following their walk with Jesus, they have a vision of loving people and caring for people and are called to be whānau to the whānauless. <laughs> Amen. And if they didn't follow their walk with God, I wouldn't be this person. Their vision born in other people from simply a blessed marriage. If Clive and Nikki Bransma didn't listen to the vision that God gave them, we wouldn't have a group of people meeting in the park every Friday night serving food for our community. There will be young people that came to church many years ago when Brad and Anna were youth pastors, and they may not remember everything that they said, but they will remember that they made them feel safe and accepted. A vision of loving, unlovable people would have started to grow. The vision from you weaves through lives. It saves them and it saves families. Will you unleash your vision today? God is, a vision is given to a person, but always fulfilled by a people. These people were all needed to fulfill God's vision for me to be here and every single other person that comes and goes from this place. So his vision 
through you for his glory. So, we need some practical steps. We need to seek. Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. The scripture was rated number one, highlighted on the U, U Version Bible app, by the way. Fun fact. So here's a strategy that you can follow. The S, surrender your will. When everything in you says, I don't want to do this, you need to say, not my will, but yours be done. E, establish a time. In the morning, early will I rise to do what? Seek you. God is not more spiritual in the morning. And I know that there's some nannies here that were up at 3 a.m. this morning speaking in tongues. But it doesn't matter because that's the time that they've established. It can't be sporadic and specific. So many people want a word from God sporadically. We want to be changed sporadically. When God says, let's be specific, I'll meet you every lunchtime. There's never been a time when his children want to meet with him and he doesn't show up. But there's been several times when he's tried to set a meeting with us and we didn't show. So establish a time. My dad doesn't go to church, um, but at work he sits next to a really lovely South African man and every day at 12 p.m. Um, he gets a proverb on his phone and shares it with my dad. He calls me and tells me some bloody Jezo keeps telling me a proverb every day. <laughs> That's what he calls us, a Jezos. But he's established a time, and this could be the answer to my prayers for my dad. So establish a time. E, expect answers. Andrea Wolf makes my kids a blanket every time I'm pregnant, and she says she prays into every stitch. The Bible says you were knitted together in your mother's womb. Can you imagine how much um, God spoke into every stitch it took to make you? You can ask him anything, and you can expect answers because of the care he took creating you. He cares about the details of your life. Do not pray without expecting to hear, and most importantly, don't pray expecting to hear what you want to hear. So surrender your will, establish a time, expect answers, and can I please have the band up? And Kay, keep going. We can keep going on 10 episodes with 12 seasons following a story that isn't even real. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm going to delete my Netflix. Oh. Um, but can we keep going in prayer? The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, which means the consistent prayers of righteous people is powerful. When those people start praying... That prayer works. I recently walked through a really tough situation with a student at school and my heart was broken for her. And I was really, really heavy with it. I needed someone to pray for me. So I messaged Annette Van Asperen and she was incredible. We messaged a lot about it and there was um, one day I was particularly struggling with it. I was doing my groceries and she, sh she saw me. She came over and she prayed for me in the supermarket next to the milk aisle. I was filled with peace and I really felt like a shield had formed around me. Even though it was peak hour at New World and someone literally reached over my head to grab a milk. Um, that kind of prayer works. Share the load with the right people. That's the only way that I can keep going. 
So everybody tell your neighbour, keep going. You need that simple seek strategy to see results in your life. Am I a master of this? No. Am I preaching to myself? Yeah. There's only one way to eat an elephant, and that's one bite at a time. If there's anything you take out of it, don't eat elephants. I love elephants. (laughs) It is a good saying. Being anxious is normal. We are human and we worry. But if you postured yourself in a way and you knew where God was calling you, you'd walk boldly towards your future unafraid. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your vision in our lives. I just pray for every single person here that their hearts and ears are listening for you. Thank you that you are good to us even when life isn't. You are the way, the truth, and the life. I pray you uncover who we are and what you created us to be. Prepare and propel us. We proclaim it, declare it, and believe it. Don't be anxious for nothing, guys. In Jesus' name, amen.